So I, I just want to share about baptism because I realize that in this room, we're all bringing a very different perspective when it comes to what baptism is. I mean, I think depending upon uh, where grandma and grandpa went to church, maybe mom and dad, maybe where you go to church, our understanding of what baptism is can be very different. And so if we're going to celebrate baptism today together, I want us all to be celebrating for the same reason. I'm not trying to get argumentative. I'm not trying to say that our church is right and other churches are wrong. That's not my intent. My intent is to explain what, what we as a fellowship, what our church believes in and why we do baptism. I realize that in some churches, baptism is like membership. And so when I'm baptized, I become a member of the church. I realize that in some churches that baptism, the, the water of baptism, is a physical cleansing of sin. That by the waters that, that happen when it's, when it's either poured over a child or, or they're dunked, that that's the, the cleansing of sins. Now, excuse me for my big words for a second. It's the dispensation of God's grace. It's like how God's grace is revealed in someone. And, and really in our church, that's not our perspective when it comes to baptism. We, we don't see baptism as a dispensation of God's grace exclusively. Because God's grace, we believe, was revealed when we accepted Jesus Christ. The revelation of His grace happened when we said, I want to receive the promise that is Jesus Christ. And so... Um, as we look through baptism briefly this morning, I hope that, that we can all get to the same place uh, just for our service today. So, so why do we do baptism? Walt, in, in his worship time, talked about the, uh, the foolishness, if you will, of letting some person hold you underwater to declare your faith in Jesus Christ. So, so why do we do that? I'll get to maybe some of why, uh, but, but the essence of why, Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Peter, he was preaching a sermon. He replied to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of your Holy Spirit. Uh, the initial reason that I believe that we are baptized, we can go into the details, we can go into what it's saying we're doing it out of obedience. Sometimes obedience doesn't always make sense. Sometimes obedience for us seems illogical. Parents, there are times when your child's obedience seems very illogical to them. When I tell Graham you can't scream in Walmart, that does not seem logical to him. And as a father, I want him just to obey because I've asked him to obey. So ultimately, we're baptized. Why? Because Scripture says we repent and are baptized. It's obedience to what God has, has asked us to do. I want to read some things. Um, the Assemblies of God, that's the denomination, whatever you want to say, the fellowship that we're a part of. Their terminology, the act of baptism by immersion in water symbolically declares to everyone that the old sinful nature of the baptized believer has died with Christ at salvation and there's a new spiritual identity that's been raised with Christ through resurrection. That's a lot of words. Pastor Steve's terminology. Baptism, I'm publicly declaring 
what God has done inside of me. It's an outward evidence of what God has already accomplished inside of me. So when I stand before a body, when I stand in a public place, whether we're at a river or in a baptistry at a church, what I'm doing is with my body, God has already done something inside of me. When I prayed and asked God to forgive me of my sins, He forgave me of my sins. When I prayed and I asked for the power that comes through the cross of Jesus Christ to be applied to the forgiveness of my sins, it happened in that moment inwardly. It was accomplished. But now, because of what's happened inside of me, I want to express publicly what God has done. Look, there's families here. It's an opportunity. Poor Avery yesterday. I called Grandma and Grandpa and said, Babe, tell them what you're doing tomorrow. And she like got all scared and afraid because, you know, but I want that outward declaration. The point of baptism is to declare publicly what God has done inside of you. So as we celebrate today with, with these 12 individuals, we're celebrating what God has already accomplished in them. We're celebrating the grace that has already been revealed in their life. We're celebrating the forgiveness of sins that God has already brought in every single one of them. I want to read Romans chapter 6. I'm going to read a few verses and uh, talk about them briefly. Uh, but just to give us a picture of baptism. What shall we then say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? We were therefore buried with Him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we've been united with Him in a death like His, we will certainly also be united with Him in a resurrection like His. For we know our old self was crucified with Him so that the body ruled by sin, might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with Him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, He cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over Him. The death He died, He died to sin once for all. But the life He lives, He lives to God. What is baptism declaring? Scripture tells us that every one of us was born with a sinful nature. It was me. It was my way. It was myself. I was living for myself. I was living in my selfish ways. What does Scripture say I'm doing? What am I identifying with in baptism? That something has died. Jesus Christ died. Why? Why did Jesus die? For your sin. Jesus died to pay the price for the sin that was in your life long before you ever existed. He died for the forgiveness of your sin. That's this death. We experience a death, a, a death in ourselves where 
our self no longer is. Where sin and the effect of sin no longer has authority in my life. And so when I pray that prayer, there's a scripture that says, I've been crucified with Christ. What does that mean? There's something about death that comes in a believer. We talked a couple weeks ago about Nicodemus and, and his, his question about being born again and how can I be born again? There's new life that comes in Jesus Christ. And so our baptism is an outward evidence of what's happened in us. That, that self, that sin, those sinful ways and the effect of that sin. Because Scripture says the wages of sin is what? The wages of sin is death. So the effect of that sin no longer is my authority because I'm identifying. It's funny, uh, i got to share this. When I, when I sat down with the boys, Landon and Logan, who are going to be baptized today, we were talking through things. And I was talking about how we go down in the water and we're identifying with Jesus Christ's death. And then I talked about how we come up from the water and just like Jesus came up from death, we're identifying with his resurrection. And they said, man, it's like a secret code. Yeah, if that's what you want to see, it's a secret code. We're identifying, right, with the death that just as Jesus Christ died. Think of this. Just as Jesus Christ died, I'm identifying with that death myself. I'm saying that, that my way, myself, my selfish desires, my selfish wants, they've been put to death. Why? Not so I could die. Not so I can stay under the water. Not so I can remain in the death. But what? I identify with His resurrection. Just as Jesus lived a resurrected life, what does His resurrection promise us? It promises us life. It promises us abundant life. It promises us victory over death. Sin and death. I'm saying that's the life that I'm now living. Yeah, I probably am wet and I don't look the greatest. If you fixed your hair today, your hair's messed up, I get it. But my new identity is who I am today in Christ Jesus. Because this is me. And I want everyone to know that I'm living the promise of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That my identity has changed. My identity has changed. I've gone down and said goodbye to what was, and I've come up and I'm declaring I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Colossians chapter 2, In Him you are also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with Him in baptism, in which you were also raised with Him through your faith in the working of God who raised Him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all of our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away nailing it on the cross. That's the beauty of the baptism. That which held you bound, that price, Scripture says, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And it's clear that the wages of that sin is death. That's the legal indebtedness of our sin, is death. 
But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. I'm declaring the gift of God, the promise of God. I'm saying that legal indebtedness, that debt that, that overwhelmed me, that debt that was upon me has been paid. And I'm claiming the redemption of that debt. It's been taken care of. No longer am I under that legal confine. I'm not in that legal indebtedness any longer. Because He took it away. He nailed it to the cross. So in Christ Jesus, you're also children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. We've put on a new identity. I am clothed with Jesus Christ. I am clothed with the promise of Jesus Christ. I'm clothed with who Jesus Christ is and what Jesus Christ has said would be accomplished. I am clothed with the love that can only come from Jesus Christ. We've been talking about uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. I am clothed with the wonderful Counselor. I am clothed with the mighty God. I am clothed with the everlasting Father. I am clothed with the Prince of Peace. There's peace that comes from me, not because of me, but because of who I am in Jesus Christ. Why be baptized? Because we're being obedient to what God has said. We're doing what God has called us to do. I want to share one more quick thing. Because Pastor Steve might be a little different than some other pastors. Might be is. Okay. I want to share something and I want you to wrestle with this. Because baptisms this morning are not just going to include pastor baptizing, but I want everyone participating in the baptism. My heart as a pastor, okay? Here's Pastor Steve's heart. My heart is that everyone in our church would not only be baptized but would baptize someone else. Well, well, wait a minute, Pastor. Isn't that your job? I mean, isn't that what you went to college for? I genuinely believe that God's design for discipleship was that every one of us would be baptized and every one of us would be baptizing. Matthew chapter 28 Jesus came and said, All authority has on heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Surely I'm with you to the very end of this age. We hear this verse all the time. Pastors say go. They, they say go. And, and they preach this at us that we're supposed to go and do. We're supposed to go and do. But we never hear them say go and baptize. I believe that we're all called to be disciples. We're all called to be followers of Christ. We're all called to fulfill the great commission that God gave. Part of that great commission was to go teach, yes, to go preach, yes, but also to baptize. Our role as, as disciples is to be fulfilling this in the lives of, of others. My, my design as a pastor is to equip people for the works of service so the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the full measure or the whole measure of Christ. My job is to equip the saints for the work of the gospel. 
My heart is that every one of us would be impacting someone so greatly that, that when they come to the moment of accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, when you've been sharing your faith with them, when you've been clothing yourself with Christ around them and they recognize what God has done, they're going to make a commitment to you. My heart's desire is that you would be able to come up front, be able to stand with them in the baptistry and be able to baptize them uh, publicly. Why? Because of the role you've played in their life. Disciples who are making disciples. This morning, there's going to be fathers baptizing their children. I've got the privilege of baptizing my daughter. Why? Not because I'm her pastor, but because I'm her father. Because I pray with her at night. Because I, we have opportunities. Her and, her and Tam and I, we get opportunities to tell her about the Lord and teach her about the Lord. This morning, Pastor Tara, our kids' pastor, is going to baptize some of the kids. Why? Because she's spending Sundays telling them about Jesus Christ. She's spending Sundays helping mold them into who God has designed them to be. So she should be the one that baptizes. I've got a husband who's going to baptize his wife, and I want to be standing next to him, make sure he lets her up. But why? Because that's God's design for the body of Christ. I look forward to what's going to come. The way this is going to happen, I'm just going to share so we're all on the same page. When I finish preaching and you say, can you get this done? Um, While it's going to come up, play one more song. At that time, anyone who's getting baptized, please get ready to be baptized. If that means you've got to change your clothes, change your clothes, whatever that takes. And then we're going to have everybody come up front. There's going to be three groups, just so we're breaking it up a little bit. I'm going to ask each individual, or someone will ask them, because once I get in the baptistry, I'm not getting out, um, why they want to be baptized. They're going to share a little bit of their testimony. It can be brief. Share with us, then we'll do the baptisms, and we'll have another group come up. We'll share why. Um, Hopefully the groups know where they're at. If they don't, Tam will have a list and she can tell you. Uh, so that's where we're going to be. I'm going to pray just for God's continued anointing. His presence is powerful. I'm excited about what's going to be. I'm excited about the celebration of baptism that we're going to participate in. Father, we thank you so much for our identity, which is in Christ Jesus. God, I thank you for public demonstrations, public proclamations, of the kingdom work that's happened inside of us. God, I pray that as we celebrate together, I pray your anointing through the words of each of the individuals, through the words uh, of those that are baptizing, through the actions, through just the, the, the moment. God, I pray your anointing in this moment. Spirit of God, I ask you speak to our hearts, you guide us, you direct us, you allow us to experience your love and encounter your presence. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the joy it brings. In Jesus' name, amen.